0: almost like personal chefs of human consciousness. Into the Gap Unfiltered cooks up the behavioral fiber that facilitates a life of moving forward with velocity. Welcome. Yeah, so in the spirit of Biff Barf and the Sportslight Spotlight, this is our... Third Unfiltered. Third Unfiltered podcast. Thank you, yeah. And it sounds like you, you got struck by some kind of metaphysical lightning bolt that had you veer away from... Uh, what was the first thing? Empathy about? versus compassion. We were talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think. Um,
0: but something happened this week that yeah, I think was just, veered you off to in another direction, which I always find interesting. I'm not beyond surprises myself, there, pal. So, I,
1: yeah, I don't know, man. It's been a, it's been a really, really um, interesting week. I, I'm, I'm really present to just the constant trigger that everybody <laughs> operates on. Like everybody's
0: got their panties in a bunch. Well, and so do we. You know, given that you're not necessarily beyond being triggered yourself, I never get triggered. What? Well, I mean, you've got <laughs> no. your trigger under control, of but but
1: that was you know tongue in cheek. A lot.
0: Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of noise.
1: Now I put this thing on Facebook.
0: I really just asked a question: if you know,
1: if you're against, if you if you believe that there should be. Um, like border security and border laws mm-hmm. and immigration laws, if yeah. you think that people who take out student loans should pay them back, mm-hmm. if you th- if you believe that Medicare for all is not the optimal solution, right if, if um what are some of the other ones I put in there? If you support Israel, you know I, one of them was you know, if you believe in individual responsibility mm-hmm. you know, over state solutions, state oriented solutions for everything, if you believe this country is the greatest country in the world, flaws and all, mm-hmm. you know, does that make you a white supremacist? Right. right, right. I got 98 responses. And it was unbelievable, Bob, because the the responses were, were both people from the left and people from the right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But what people were saying and what they were reading mm-hmm. were two completely
0: different things. Like, it was madness. So what was the... <laughs> What was the for and against? You, you never really, I think I asked you that earlier. It, I don't well, think the for was. It how was, many people for versus how many it people. 50, 50. 50, 50. It was about 50-50. 50-50. It was about 50-50. Right. But the commonality was that people weren't, It. you got an indication that people weren't necessarily reading the entire thing no, that you wrote. No. They just picked out certain things that went zoom.
1: Yeah. They just took off. You right. Know? And it was really crazy to yep. read. And, and I just realized, wow, everybody's really triggered and and nobody's listening. And then people responding, and few people are responsible for their responses.
0: So here's a left fielder for you. Mm-hmm. How do you get somebody to listen?
1: Man, you know, that's, that's a crazy question. Um, you, know, you actually have to enroll them into what listening is. And I think that's a really profound question, Bob. Because I think one of the things that's going on, and it's really interesting with podcasts and talk radio, and all this stuff, there's more noise and more information out there than ever before.
0: And one of the first conversations we ever had was about that.
1: Are people really listening? Right. And I think what, what's about listening, it's different kinds of listening, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you listening for?
0: Well, yes. And when you said this whole idea of enrollment, right, Mm -hmm. you speak of enrollment. Yeah the person doing the speaking or the person who is attempting to communicate Mm -hmm. something, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He has to, or she has to do what, what is, what is the job of the purveyor versus the listener or the the hopeful listener, or or the the job (laughs) of the speaker. And hopefully,
1: I mean, we have a particular audience we're trying to reach is Mm -hmm. to speak into the listening. So if people are listening for, Mm -hmm. we want to speak to that listening for, how do you determine what the listening is? It's tough doing this. Is. It's tough doing this, man. That's why we need feedback. That's why, you know, the number of likes and the number of, you know, listens tos and things like that, you know? But I'm referring to the Facebook thing you did, which is a great example. Well, I, I was of... actually, the, the reason I put it out there, I wasn't actually, I was just putting it out there, kind of mocking the yeah. mainstream media right? because they were identifying all this stuff and calling it white supremacy, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and also the, the oppositional forces see this other stuff and they call it progressiveness or socialism and either, cause I I did one for that too. That one didn't get nearly as much right. play, but it was, um, yeah, it's just, everybody's like, w- what I think is going on, people are listening for their triggers, you know?
0: Well, you know, what kind of wonder if they're listening for the next rush that they're going to get, because yeah. in a way, I mean what does a bully do? A bully looks for people that he can get his yaya's out with by scaring the crap out of them or whatever. Right. And that's his, that's how he gets his rush. Maybe we're at this stage where, uh, I don't, I don't want to go to the endocrine system, but I I think there's something about that where people experience, you know, some type of, I don't know, is it dopamine or they get some kind of rush out of having their expectations met maybe in a way, let's say. Yeah. Well, you know, know they get, they get triggered.
1: And there's this rush of adrenaline and cortisol, you know, so you're you're,
0: you're fired up
1: Mm -hmm. and it's a short term burst. It's not actually healthy for you, but you know, we, we do that and it's all intended to protect us. And so what's going on is I think there's this in the background, there's this, I mean, I I witnessed rage. This is a stupid Facebook post, man. I'm not trying to piss anybody
0: off. And you know, and you know, that's going on. Twenty four seven. It's like, it's how Facebook actually grew. It's crazy, man. And how it continues to grow. Just on rage. It's just based on emotional responses, essentially. Yeah. So it's so really, isn't, really, isn't that what rage is essentially? Rage is out of control anger, man. It's it's an emotional response. It's crazy.
1: And so yeah. it was nuts to see. It was just absolutely nuts to see. And then and there's this this one woman who's a she's a, a, a college out in California. She's like a bio something, mm-hmm. and I've known her from college. You know, she's kind of, was an acquaintance in college. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and so she was, uh, wow, man, she's like this super, like she's in California, man. She lives in Sacramento, right? Okay. And she's just, oh, she was shredding me. That's awesome, you know?
0: Well, so so the point seems to be, or you're- She's, really,
1: she's a really angry woman.
0: Yeah. You know? There's a lot, well, you know, again, there's an old, you know, one saying I heard once is that having a big ego- is a good excuse to walk around being offended. Oh really? Yeah, I've heard yeah. that said. Well. Now, the question I now I could put it after you and I've had some mileage together here, I would say that that having an ego is kind of like a prerequisite because we're all our ego is our default setting. Yeah, right? Yeah. So our our ego state, our highest ego state yeah. is all the crap that we uh are are you know like not cognizant. We don't know that we don't know all this is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the you know, thing that I wanted to get to. That's our right sweet spot. Is the thing I'm
1: really, really, really seeing all the time mm-hmm. is just the absence of self-awareness. Right? Like people are wandering around reacting to all kinds of stuff, have no understanding the impact of their reaction. Right? And I mean, like I had no
0: understanding the impact. Of like I was just playing around. I just thought it was
1: funny. Well, you put together
0: a narrative to kind of see what kind of response you would get. Yeah. You know, and and similar to my question, which is when, how how far are we from a point in time when having some kind of declaration regarding personal responsibility becomes a red flag for a political position? I think we're pretty close. I think we are pretty close. I think, because basically what I was saying in this was,
1: you know, at like, what does it mean? If so, does it make someone a white supremacist if you take personal responsibility for your life? That was the bottom line, and half the people kind of said yes.
0: That's really you know bizarre.
1: And and one of them said, "Well, it makes you a Republican," and I I said, "Is that a bad thing?" You know, and I'm not a Republican. You know, my position in Republican Party. You right. Know? If you ever meet Similar a politician, if you ever meet a politician without a spine, chances are he's a Republican. Right. Right. Yep. You know. So, um,
0: yeah, I don't. You know, I don't, I'm a libertarian. I'm a card-carrying libertarian. I, I'm just brainstorming about the yeah. ultimate non-personal uh, responsibility would be having a robot wipe your butt. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It'd be like the the ultimate form of, you just, Who I don't need to do that anymore. Well, did you ever? Did you, you, you know ever, what I mean? I, you ever watch that movie? What was the movie? Or right? I better yet, a state-owned robot Yeah, state your owned. Butt. I, yeah. subsidize subsidized, so- <laughs> subsidized robot
1: wipe your butt you got to have a state-sponsored toilet that cleans your tuchus
0: well 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 <laughs> so here you 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 touched on something which is we we go back to this whole conversation of comfort and convenience right and there is a i would suggest some kind of we could pick this apart i don't know how much time we would take to do it mm-hmm. but i think we could pick apart this whole idea of how comfort and convenience is like somehow linked dynamically as they would say in the tech business Mm -hmm. with, uh, the, the, not the absence of personal responsibility, but the, the absolving of the need for personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like in other words, you know, you, it's not necessary really The robot wipes your butt. You could do it yourself, but this thing's going to do it for you. I, I think what
1: it does, it's, it's, you know, personal responsibility is very closely related to struggle, sacrifice,
0: discomfort.
1: Discomfort. Right? Yeah. And so uh it could get to and if you are, my experience of it is if you want comfort, if you want convenience, yeah, if you want luxury, yeah, the best way to get there
0: is through being really freaking responsible. Well, and being really uncomfortable. And being really uncomfortable, yeah. <laughs> but- but the culture is not, it doesn't seem to be, I don't want to say that it isn't, yeah. but it's almost like our culture, the, like the, like the, about as far as it goes in popular culture mm-hmm. as Nike says, just do it. But then yeah. everything else is mm-hmm. up for grabs, mm-hmm. like in yeah. terms of personal responsibility. In other words, there's no ethic of personal responsibility well, that it seems to be being cultivated in well, real time. Well, you know? we've got an ethic of it. We deserve it. And I also want to stop and say, and I, I get what you just said. Absolutely. And I also want to stop and mention that no one in this room could claim to master personal responsibility. There's no arrival. There's no arrival on it. No. We're not. It's not a no. good, it's not a good, bad thing. It's like no. integrity, right? No. It's not about right, wrong, or good, no. bad, no. or, you know, cause the first it's, place, it's I, just a
1: way of being
0: right. It's, it's a
1: context that informs your actions, right? That's all it is.
0: But it's interesting, Mike, is that is that when we talk about being uncomfortable, right, mm-hmm. We have, if we're going to go and do something that's outside of what we're already comfortable with,
1: yeah.
0: I have to, and this is just my own crap, right, mm-hmm. but shame is the first thing I think that people want to avoid, which keeps them outside of, in other words, they don't want to experience the shame of quote-unquote failing at something, right, yeah. that they're not good at already, you know, so why try something else? Just stick with what you know and yeah. stay inside the lines. I mean, the whole conversation for stasis, it's, really well, you know, it. it's almost you, like you're that. You're
1: bringing up a, a a really cool point. There's this guy, and I, got, I got the book, and I can't remember who wrote it. I can't remember the name of the because so I'm woefully unprepared for this mm-hmm. next part of the conversation. But um, the core wounds that we're dealing with as human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Like we learn from struggle, we learn from this... Uh, Discomfort. That's how we learn a
0: lot, right?
1: We learn from failure. And we learn from failure. And so the, the, the theory of the book is there's three core wounds that we have, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's abandonment, betrayal, mm-hmm. and shame. And we all have them. So yours is shame. Mine is betrayal. So you have a certain response when you get uncomfortable, you're triggered by shame. Right. I have a certain response when I'm triggered by betrayal. Mm-hmm. It's different than your response, Right. You know, but yeah. it's a response nonetheless. It's this right this kind of go to. So you look at you look at and it has to do with, you know, your development as a human and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. But right. it's you know, and, and you know, it all happens before you're three, but it's but it's really like what is the core wound? Which right. we all have as mm-hmm. human beings. We all experience all of it, right? Yep. And and that starts informing where we're at. And you mm-hmm. know, the seven levels that you look at and we talk about, right? Yep. Shame is related to hopelessness, okay? Like, I can't get out of this, fuck, I'm fucked, you know, kind of thing, right? (laughs) Abandonment is related to fear. Yikes, I'm all alone, I'm afraid, holy shit, you know? And betrayal is, Mm -hmm. you motherfucker, it's frustration, I'm gonna kill you. Or anger, yeah, right. Betrayal will spurn anger. And what it is, it's frustration, Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it on my own, and I'm, you know... Mm -hmm poor me you motherfuckers don't take care of me all Mm -hmm. that stuff right yeah and and that's just and and you can see when i get triggered it's not i don't curl up in a ball (laughs) you You know start swinging yeah exactly
0: yeah there's the fight flight freeze yours is to fight
1: drop the gloves let's go right (laughs) right i mean it's and it's it's not yeah it there's no thought that goes into it Mm -hmm. it's just the automatic Right. right and and Mm -hmm. that's and that's part of the self-awareness that's part of owning who we are fully right. and understanding us. And mm-hmm. one of the challenges that's going on, man, is everybody, not everybody, I can't say everybody, that's too strong a word, but many people in our culture today mm-hmm. are, are just have become unaware because everything's been taken care of. There's been no need to do that dive. There's been no need to have to look at yourself and you know, every, every solution to the problem is out there.
0: So I had a buddy in a dojo say to me, uh, this is an ex Marine recon. Yeah. And he said, uh, you ever taken a cold shower? I said, yeah. goes very often. No, not really. Not very often. He goes, have you ever, uh, been totally asleep? You get up out of bed and maybe you take a leak, but really you just go immediately into an ice cold shower. Have you ever done that? I said, not lately. He goes, I want you to make me a promise. I'm like, and I start making things like, Oh no, you gotta be kidding me. And we're sitting just like this at a coffee shop. Yeah. He says, uh, I want you to, uh, tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. He said, I want you to promise me you're going to get up, take a leak, turn the cold water on and stand under the cold water for five minutes. Wow. Can you do that? I said, you're seriously, why you want me to do that? (laughs) You know, he goes, yeah, he goes, and then it goes, and then, I want you to call me later in the day and tell me what your experience was of it. And if you want to go journal about it, you know, you could, you know, when you get out, just write down what you were experiencing. So sure enough, I I could not. I'm sure you did. I I did. And I couldn't turn the guy down.
1: Right.
0: And he's such a sweetheart of a guy on top of it. Yeah. So I did it, you know. And I realized that it's like, (laughs) it's like it raised a huge amount of stuff. Because really? oh yeah absolutely because
1: yeah. no I got to do be, it tomorrow morning
0: because wow. well because there's number one there's no reason to do it right like you just said there's no reason to do it right like if 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 we were under God forbid some kind of martial law or war like we're mm-hmm. and only all we had was cold water mm-hmm. well after a couple of days somebody would say dude you got to take
1: a shower like, I know it's you,
0: cold water but you really start even like smell what, like this this is, a
1: sheep is, this is why I don't go camping. <laughs> right, because I don't want to take a cold shower. Okay, great. Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, and I guess it's it's striking me now how much we all avoid at all costs a cold shower. Well, and the thing when you start
1: thinking this of ontologically, mm-hmm. like what's blind to us is how much we cut out because it doesn't occur as comfortable or convenient.
0: Absolutely, it's right. like I don't need to take. You want me to take a cold shower? Mm-hmm. I don't need to take a cold shower. I want you to do it anyway. Think you know, about it. Like think, think
1: about it in terms of your business. I don't like have. Who to. do we?
0: Who do we not talk to? Oh, absolutely. what do
1: we not inquire okay, I don't about? Even go there. Where do we not look? Absolutely. Right. Because absolutely, it's, it's the equivalent of a cold shower.
0: Absolutely. Right. It, what do we it's not? Totally the equivalent. What you're really shower. talking about then is willingness. Yeah, and so to go back to what you yeah. first started talking about. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we're confronting a cultural unwillingness oh totally totally we're, we're, we're you know because you hear people who are you know cultural critics and stuff like that say America is a country that's under mass neurosis or stuff mm-hmm. like that, which I don't disagree with either, by mm-hmm. the way, but I think more accurately it's mm-hmm. it's it's we are probably neurotic for sure, <laughs> but we're also completely unwilling yeah, we're unwilling as a culture to to reflect such that we can move on beyond this well, stage he, where we are which appears to be conflict conflict one of conflict or i don't know if one it's, of yeah uh to use a 50 dollar word bifurcation there you right go. That's a bit, yeah that's, we're that's we're, we're right. splitting yeah. into separate camps and you know? and the thing about the unwillingness
1: i, I don't think there's a, actually necessarily anything wrong with being unwilling but
0: let's be straight about being unwilling well that's right you know, that's actually absolutely like, right. We're not. We're not. We're not straight. about how unwilling we're, we yeah, are. Yeah. No. To we're be just, uncomfortable or to go outside well, of to what. to listen. Yeah. To listen to, to listen. a different
1: opinion. To right. Engage with a different perspective. To actually ask a question we don't know the answer to. Right. You know. Right. I mean, man, we've made everything victimization. You know, it's funny. I was sitting. I was here. I was standing out, and uh,
0: you know, we're in.
1: Uh, what? What? What is it? Andersonville.
0: Andersonville. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We're very, in Andersonville, Chicago neighborhood.
1: Very neighborhoody, very, and there's a specific demographic here,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's very LGBTQIA friendly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm out there, and there were two transsexuals walk by, okay? Mm-hmm. And how do I know they're transsexuals? It was two transsexuals, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And one was a woman who was clearly taking hormone pills because, I mean, she was built like a woman. And she had a beard, not a very long beard, but one of those soft, like teenage beards, you know, that came from the result of the hormone treatments, right? And then there was this young man dressed like a woman or identifying as a woman that actually had like a little, like had this white see-through kind of lacy shirt with a little bra thing on, but it was clearly a man, Yeah, you know? And, and I was thinking, I said, this is really interesting. and. I I was asking myself: Are these people victims of the gender they were born with,
0: like in their their minds, right? And it's very interesting. If you're, a I'm vic- sure somebody's covered that somewhere in some psychology. But if you're a victim symposium. of that,
1: there's nothing you can't be a victim of, right? Because you didn't, you didn't wake up one day and said, "Listen, I'm Bob. I'm going to be a man." What you did is you woke up one day and you're like, "Oh, I'm Bob. I'm a man." Yeah. Right? It wasn't, and it and it was like, "Okay, these are these are the cards I'm dealt." Right. I'm going to play them. Right. Right. But we've got this culture today where if we don't get the cards we want,
0: but if we don't get the cards, right, right, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. If John, we I'm don't, don't get the track. cards we want,
1: yeah. well, we deserve different cards.
0: Right. For the sake of deserving different cards. Yeah. Because I'm special. (laughs) Right? Well, you know, this raises a huge amount of stuff because, again, first of all, the comfort and convenience conversation needs to be held at the national level. Mm -hmm. And which is why you and I have been, you know, are excited about the shows we've been doing. Yeah. Largely because we're thinking, well, I haven't heard anybody else talk about how. Comfort, how we're driven to comfort and convenience yeah it's not in it's not a part of our current cultural conversation to even discuss the possibility that we're completely consigned
1: yeah well, that's a great word yeah.
0: to, to comfort and convenience right. like there's no other we, option that's th- the definition of success get, yeah. we're, we're there that's and, what we got to do yeah and so we so in and in that context of yeah. having it so freaking good mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. that you could say you know what Yeah, I was born a man, but you know, I got some, my, my grandfather passed away, left me $27,000. I'm going to go get an operation. I'm going to get myself a nice vulva put in right in there and I'm going to get myself a vagina and by God, I'm removing my facial hair one by one if I have to vagina because, because I, I can, therefore I will. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. Like uh, Jeff Goldblum in the movie Jurassic Park, when he says, just because we have the ability to make dinosaurs doesn't mean we should, just because right. we can. Right. You know?
1: Well, oh my God, that gets in a whole other.
0: You know? And so, in a certain sense, it is some form, in a certain sense, well, I don't want to be, you know, be but judgmental for me to call it a form of hubris, Mike. Oh, but in a I don't think it's sense, judgmental. I it's think a it type of hubris that, but, probably only because you and I are generationally, yeah. you know, we're, we're of a generation where it's like, look, you're, you're a guy, this is who you are. If you're gay, that's a different story. That's fine. You're, you know, I really, I really believe that some people are just like, they're gay. That's it. Yeah. What are you going to do? And they have to deal with that reality themselves as far as what that portends in their life. But I, i'm not I'm not gonna make those people bad and wrong because that's how they were born Look, here, they were, here's you know? the thing where
1: I'm at, man, like if someone is male and they want to identify with female, yeah, I'm fine with that, right, but don't force me to figure it out well, don't seek legislation making you yeah a bad guy making it burdensome on the rest of society right, right? like go like it's at Barn Scottsdale that I love, right. <laughs> Like, tip your bartenders and waitresses if you can't have fun, it's your own damn fault, and don't let your fun interfere with anyone else's.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's a core being personally responsible, right. right?
0: And and one could even argue, which is a fascinating, and again, we're going off in the weeds a little bit, but what the heck. You know, on the whole issue of transgen- transgenderism in general, right? Mm-hmm. What is the, like, what, what what's the return on investment? I don't know. Outside of egoic self-satisfaction it, it's it, that's by all. having yourself and listen i want that way because i want to no, yeah you
1: know who knows why man, why you know, do it you know people should have the you know i want people to be happy i fi- want people to be fulfilled i want right i want all of that right mm-hmm. for for everyone i want everyone to live their finest life possible that's mm-hmm. what i do that's what my stand is for right. people but what
0: what i'm i'm not seeing that out of this you know? i have to throw you a curve again yeah. i know you don't mind curves look can we just at least touch on this because it's a great point to interject? The World Socialist Forum interchange oh video. <laughs> I thought we covered that already. No, no, we no, never. We, we were going to do oh a podcast. We, we we were talking about do a podcast. The whole thing just that was for the that. best
1: video ever. Yeah, right? Did you see that?
0: Oh so, my god! Yeah. So that was the best this, this video, whole Comrade. Yeah. Per, the whole thing, like my my secret decoder ring, please my secret decoder ring okay yeah. thank point you of okay, bob. Bob. <laughs> point of personal privilege bob point of personal fucking privilege his her me them uh <laughs> i my secret decoder ring Mike Sherrick. takes me outside of the
1: you know cis male <laughs> it's the him her him the, his but yeah. here's the
0: crazy thing it's like why in god's name perhaps quite literally yeah. why would you want to <laughs> y- life is not necessarily easy as it is uh, it's only easy by the way in my view if you're not interested in like taking anything else on, maybe life gets easier in that context of operating. But if you want to like do it, it's I like think a, easy equates to boredom. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, my, my question is why, why would you put all that stuff in front of your day when it's difficult enough already? We're talking about how hard it is to get people to listen. I know. Imagine putting all that. No, you're, you're pop.
1: Yeah. That's brilliant, man. Cause they're actually trying to, in a world that doesn't listen, they're trying to change the language. To make it more difficult to listen to somebody. To make it more difficult to communicate. It doesn't seem like a good starter for me. I'm thinking no. Yeah. But we're just two old white guys. What do we know?
0: Well, right? this is the great challenge of our time, yeah. which is, um, I believe it's social engineering. I think it's ultimately a form of social engineering. And we're going to get into the weeds because we talked about this earlier today, this whole idea of... Okay, who's doing the social engineering, and yeah. does it matter? Yeah, and I think we discussed. Well, I, yeah, that you've got a position. that... It, it doesn't know, matter who's doing it, but that yeah, it's going on maybe is probably yeah, you, a you're good acknowledgement at it from
1: the external part. I look at it from the personal responsibility part. If you're self-aware, you understand what's going on, then you can see the social engineering coming and get responsible for
0: it. Well, but, it's the whole idea. Look, the thing is, is that it doesn't matter if we're being engineered or not, but, um. If we look for, not causes, but if we look for effects, uh-huh. we can see things, right? Yeah. I mean, we no, can't. The
1: point, the point I wanted to make
0: was, you know, we're, we're in this whole
1: social engineering and this whole pull for comfort and convenience and mm-hmm. this whole pull for all the problems are external, mm-hmm. right? It, what's, what's happening now is we, we're becoming less and less and less self-aware, Mm-hmm. You know, and Deepak Chopra says self-awareness mm-hmm. is a key to spirituality, right? So it, it, it's our connection to a higher power. And, you know, when you're externally focused, mm-hmm. it, it really can be egoic because there's like this thing where you deserve or entitled to something. Right. Right. Where if you are self-aware, then it's about, oh, how, what do I have to do to achieve this? And you become, there's a pull for personal responsibility, So when someone has a high level of self-awareness, there's usually a lower amount of egotism. When someone has a really high level of egotism, there's usually a lower
0: amount of self-awareness. I would agree with you 100%. I would say those are very clear and logical.
1: Yeah. So we just want to start noticing. And also when there's a blaming, that tends to be more egocentric than owning it. Right then, you know it starts in the mirror. Yeah. So that's kind of a structure that we're dealing with, and and the question earlier on is how do we get people to listen? So what we have to do is we have Thank to you. speak into the listening that exists. We've got to get their attention. We got to point to them. We've got to ask questions. We got to get them to engage.
0: Well, okay. So I will make a, a prop. I will mm-hmm. whatever a proposition or a. Yeah. Uh, I will posit a. You use such Put awesome this on the words. table, yeah. I, I use th- words like stuff Here's, and things, <laughs> and you've got all
1: kinds of great words. Here's what I want to put on the table. You know all the best words. If you, you and you and Donald, if you, you guys know all the best words. I don't know that many words. I know side words. I just figured out beer. how the whole thing works. Yeah. yeah.
0: You want to get people to listen? Yeah. Ask them a question. Well, hello?
1: Yeah. Ask them a freaking question. That's it. Yeah.
0: All you do is a- is ask
1: questions. Yeah. I asked a question. 95, 98 responses. I asked questions. So they were
0: listening. Now.
1: Did they? You know, there were
0: various stages of listening, but they were listening. Well, So you got their attention. So they, they heard you, yeah. but they may not have been listening to you. Well, they were listening through their own filters and listening
1: for a particular thing. But we all do that. Of course, we all have filters that we're listening through. Well, there's also listening in a generative way, right? Which is an advanced level of listening.
0: Well, I was just going to say, that's not a distinction that the, you know, only a small portion of the population actually is listening generatively. And even then one could argue that that listening generatively would be maybe, I don't know, serendipitous as opposed to intentional. You know what I mean? I mean, how many people like who's going to, we're doing it. We're listening to each other right now. And Mm -hmm. we're, you know, one could say to be self-critical, we're to some degree looking to listen generatively. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Really, truly, who's you know our next gonna podcast? Talk about I'll bring, I'll bring. Who's going to listen generatively? No, you know? it, it can happen, and it's it a skill.
1: Happen. And 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 so what it is is when people are listening for something, what do you want to enroll them in? Is listening to you know in a generative form, right? And what's in it for them to listen? And and the 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 real answer to what's in it for them is that's how you enroll, and that's how change occurs.
0: Well, so, so the type of question that one could ask mm-hmm. can be framed such that the person gets that it's a question designed mm-hmm. to address what they may, might be interested in. Absolutely. In yeah. interested in period. Yeah. Trust. What Foundational to trust is
1: I care about you equal to or more than I care about me, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Like I care about you. Like right. what you need, it matters to me or to yeah. you what, how, how things are being received right. on the other end. Well, and also how things work out for you. Right. Like I care. Right. Right.
1: And to do that, we actually have to listen to what's going on. So you have to listen to the listening, which that, that gets into a little different ball game of skill.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So is this some kind of distinction? Because I haven't heard that yet.
1: Listening to the listening? Yeah. It's a seminar leader distinction kind of oh, thing. okay it's, it's how it's how you know and I don't want to get all landmark in people but it's sure. how landmark
0: seminar leaders lead seminars as they listen to the listening. okay so in other words they're they're speaking into a particular listening mm-hmm. and then based on the response they're getting they're they're making a an assessment mm-hmm. of what level of listening is occurring yes yeah, so, so let me give you an
1: example so you you're, you're given a talk right yeah and someone makes a facial expression right and you notice it right right like there's all different ways to communicate or someone you know, you, you start hearing noises and shuffling. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're losing them. So you're listening to right. listening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, as opposed to just blathering on. Like you actually are interacting with people, right? And you're present to them. See, that's oh my god, that's the other thing. You actually have to be present, right? You know what we, which is such a freaking crazy idea. Oh my god, being present. Yeah. Oh my
0: god, I'm actually present. But I guess what I want to say about this whole thing is zip. we we also our culture is not. Created mm-hmm. for uh, it's not set up mm-hmm. because of all the things that we have in our world, in our in contemporary consumer culture. Uh-huh. One could say it's almost impossible to be here
1: because oh, I have that, so that, many that, things that are. That's willing, a really interesting point. Yeah, that,
0: I, that can potentially take me away from being here. Yeah, I and I, I wonder if we like a cell phone to like we actually don't want to be here. You know, well, amen to that. I mean, how many times how many people can actually just sit and be still. Right. Like just be right for five minutes. Try five minutes. Yeah. Without your cell phone, without yeah. looking at your cell phone, without an app, without, yeah. without the calming app with, so without meditate with the calming my, music. Oh right? man. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, seriously, that's how crazy it's gotten,
0: right? Somebody made me download one of those. I still haven't used it. I'm not telling the person that I didn't do. Why'd did or... they make you download it? Why did you do it? Because it they is. They hold a, a gun to your head. It's here, put it, the calming app down, or, or I'm gonna blow your freaking it, it's, brain out, right? <laughs> what is that? That's insane. There's an actual app that helps you meditate. Oh, for fuck's sake! I, I know. I, thank God we're <laughs> on, on the yeah you're unfiltered because I can say that right. You know, yeah, I was in the studio, I'd right. be
1: embarrassed because I dropped an f bomb. But in here, I can say anything.
0: So this whole idea, yeah. uh, well, you know, again, we're gonna address this in future podcasts and 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 the show, yeah. but. There are timeless principles that mm-hmm. for better or for worse are not only worth repeating, mm-hmm. it's mandated that we repeat them mm-hmm. because this is am i am I incorrect or am I being egoic by saying that the stuff that we cover is not necessarily stuff you hear every day?
1: Yeah. I would say it's, um, it's not upfront like we bring it, you know, it's, I think it's kind of in the fabric of a lot of different, uh, traditions and leadership manuals and things like that i think there's that i mean the the distinction of being given being in action by something great, greater than you right is really a commitment to something greater so every religion has got that you know it's it's like living your life in service of god living your life in service of a purpose something like that is is equivalent to that so there's those conversations you know operating authentically you know authenticity is a as a distinction I don't think people talk. There's a lot of talk about it now, but it's like, it's like authenticity as a strategy.
0: me yeah. put it to you like this: Let's say tomorrow morning you yeah. have a company, and you have a couple companies, but okay, I got you. <laughs> but I'm talking about one where you're actively now going to hire somebody. Okay, two, three people. You're going to hire yeah. three people. Mm-hmm. How will you address the stuff we just brought up in the last 45 minutes? with somebody who's looking to take care of your administrative needs for your business, or as like you said, your businesses, you know. Yeah, so you're talking about how do I, how do I address them being... Present. Yeah. Uh, listening. Uh, you Self-aware. Know, self-awareness. You I, know. I
1: think what you do is you kind of create that as an expectation, and then you coach them to it. I would have no expectations. That's how they that would show up.
0: Yes, and if you're going to interview somebody, mm-hmm. you're going to be looking for signs that they're, I, I, no, I wouldn't be looking for signs. I'd be asking questions. Right. You'd be asking it. specific yeah. questions and you'd be, and their answers would give you clues as to whether or not they were quote unquote willing. Would they were present? Yeah. They were listening they, you know, like that, you know, yeah, so like, they, listen. like they weren't, mm-hmm. you know, in some state of, I don't know, shock or, you know, concern or I'd probably also given that, that assessment test. And, and oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the reason I asked that question, Mike, mm-hmm. is that we, you and I have a lot of conversations about how dysfunctional any organization tends to be. Mm-hmm. It's inherently dysfunctional and mm-hmm. it's just a matter of degrees as to how dysfunctional it actually is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, just given that as yeah. a one little tidbit
1: yeah. of getting I, through your day, it's crazy. I mean, it's really crazy out there. It's, um. Uh, and it, it's, I, boy, man, I had had a conversation, I just can't even go into it, that was like, whoa, you know, talking to a CEO of a company and the, the unwillingness to engage was... Right. I wonder why there's a shit show going on. Right. But, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not my job. Like, he just, yeah, it was like there was a... Dismissal
0: of even going into a certain conversational area yeah. Yeah. because, well... <laughs> I don't care. And about the that. feedback not me. It.
1: the feedback was that, and he's a really good dude, mm-hmm. a really really good dude. But the feedback he got, and also on the assessment, showed that he was aloof, and there were certain like he had certain places he just wasn't going to go, mm-hmm. like you know, like leaders in his organization. This would,
0: is the assessment you gave me. Yeah, yeah, that's an amazing tool.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it was it, no, it's an, it's an amazing tool, and it's uh, and you know what it is, it, it it truly is an assessment
0: from the standpoint of it just points to things, and then you ask questions. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that becomes a, a written in stone thing. No. Like, well, we got your assessment. This yeah. is you, adios, or we want you because you passed our assessment tool. Yeah. You know, it's not really no, about no. that. No, no, there's
1: there's no pass or fail of it. It's right. Just, it just it identifies and you check mm-hmm. and see if it's real. And when it is, it's like holy cow, it can open up. All right. of a sudden, stuff starts to make sense. That's what. It means. Mm-hmm. So, and and that's what this guy's got to got to take on for him to be and achieve the level of like for him to fill in his commitment. The gap for him is really owning it all right that's all it is and not going that's all my job
0: actually and, it is and in that i'll let me throw out in case we're running out of time oh, i do out of time. I, yeah i do want to mention that this whole idea of listening of being present these are things we're going to be talking about all yeah. the time they're so fundamental yeah. Yeah. to what what we feel we want to bring to the fore mm-hmm. in a public conversation you know i think i'll call them I think let's call them getting some on you, right?
1: Because <laughs> it's actually it's about engagement, and so ultimately
0: think, it's engagement. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, if you're listening, if you're being present, if you're uh, willing to confront, willing, willing, if you're willing, yeah, just willing. Yeah, yeah those are so, all attributes one could say of, of being engaged and getting some on you. That's and what getting it's, some on you. That's what it's going to look right. like. Get some on you, you know. Right. So, um, and this goes right into relationships as well. Absolutely. I think it was Warner that said in a successful marriage, mm-hmm. right? One person is willing to carry the other person's shit. Yeah. Right? Right. And I've heard Jocko even say that Mm -hmm. uh, on his podcast about being married for as long as he has not. I think he's been married for 20 years or something like that. But I'm just saying a successful partnership of any kind is a product of the other person is willing to take a certain amount of stuff. Well, what it is, Bob, that the other person has. It's 100
1: percent, 100 percent. It's not 50-50. Right, right, It's right. are you in or not? If you're in, right, you're in 100%. Right. And we know we're going to fail. Right. So if we're both in 100%,
0: chance there we will get it right. done. As Bucky Fuller said, uh, compromise is the kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. resolution is the result of this 100% both sides. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Before we wrap up, uh, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our new sponsors. The, the gun shop. What's the name of it?
0: Suburban, Suburban Sports in yeah, Melrose man. Park. The, the Beltrami Rockstar. family. You got to check out the website. 78 years in business. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I'm I'm very proud that we have a Second Amendment-based business.
1: Yeah, I want to give you- It's predicated sh- on the Second Amendment. I want to give you a shout out because you <laughs> said, listen, man, I'm going to go get a gun shop. And, in a way, and it happened. It happened. Boom. And we got it. And it was like, these guys are rock stars. So that it, place is cool as hell. Yeah, uh, Stan and High Pressure, uh, the High Pressure Company. He's, he does awesome. high pressure washing stuff, and he's officially he's in. Okay, beautiful. And yeah, that's great news. he does the. You know what his company is does like the cool stuff they do. They 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 sell and service all this stuff, but they they uh, they sell the pressure washers for like the graffiti busters. Yeah. So you got graffiti busters, in Evanston, right? Uh oh Can yeah, I'm them? sure we do. And Berwyn, they got him. You know, oh, yeah. drive around with a truck and yeah, back it. that's Stan's stuff. So. So Stan at you know High Pressure Wash is is our sponsor, and then Tina from Change Management Communication Center in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, is our sponsor. Really? Yeah. This yeah. is just like you know I didn't know this until today. days ago. A couple awesome. days ago. Awesome. And Tina's cool. I'm I'm work. I'm doing a lot of work with Tina, and her and I work together. And Very cool. She's a really cool. Well, oh, congratulations. And that's, and, uh, still, that's great. Yeah, she wa- She likes the show, and uh, even when we say bad words, you know. And-
0: Peter of Ecotech Pest Peter, Control is coming. Ecotech's coming back, coming back and then, yeah, and hopefully He's we'll get rejoin a few more. Us we'll, we'll keep growing and up. working on one more that I yeah. know of. Yeah,
1: and I think in October we'll probably have another one, a construction company thing, and we'll keep moving. Man, this is cool because people are starting to get that this is a cool thing. And shout out to Andy because
0: the podcast is blowing up too.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 radio show podcast, not the right, not this one where. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a,
0: it's a great platform. I'm a podcast fan myself. I listened to a little bit of our podcast this past week Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it actually is even occurring to me as somewhat interesting, which is, I hope is interesting. (laughs) I know it's easy for me to say talking about ego stroking, but I mean, you know, I hope that we're generating, well, our intention is to create value for people who, yeah, uh, will not normally get a chance to hear the kind of interactions that yeah. we're having yeah. in the so, way, a particular way that we're having them. Yeah, and, man. And, and I hope that we're, I hope that in the future we could come in with some more convictions that lead to some confrontation between you and I that then turns into a, a breakthrough of some kind. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah.
1: You know, but else? I'm not. I'm not. We usually work it out before we get here. I,
0: I would say you know? we do. We yeah. pretty much do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you, yeah. Don't, you don't really want me here
0: pissed
1: off. <laughs> you
0: know? No, we don't want to do that. No, that won't. that be ugly.
1: Bob, you damn it. Right. So,
0: all right, man, we're done. Thanks for listening to another episode of Into the Gap Unfiltered. We hope to talk to you again soon on our weekly radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. on WCGO AM and FM, and on our two podcasts, which you can find, rate, and subscribe to on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes are available in SoundCloud at IntoTheGapMedia and on our website, IntoTheGapMedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at Bob at For my co-host, Mike Sherrick, I'm Bob Pontarelli.